This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hi, I'm Nicholas Wagoner. And I'm Chad Westbrook. And this is How Is She Though? A podcast dedicated to recapping all of the episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. And if you like what you hear, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash howisshethough and click on that Amazon portal link. That's right, because if you're going to buy shit online, you might as well support our goddamn podcast. <laughs> yeah, like wigs, nails, all of that. Just do it and support the podcast. Thank you. Okay, let's get into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. 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 How is she though? How is she though? Like a like a They're all bottoms. Oh, oh, oh. Don't joke about that. Bring back my ghost. Oh. This is not RuPaul's best friend, Ray. Party, party, party. Welcome. Hi. Do you sense a new energy? Because we have a new attitude. And it's getting bigger. And ruder. And harder. And faster. And stronger. And Kanye West. Is our guest today? Please welcome Kanye. West. <laughs> we're we're on our off season. Yeah, this is this is new territory, and it's new territory as well. Is that because I'm a bear? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know where I was going with that. Yeah, we don't. Neither one of us do. We don't plan these things. Out. Yeah. you know, we plan some stuff out. But. That's actually so true. That every there's like everything is smooth sailing after we get through this part, <laughs> but, but every episode is us being like. Hi. And so, can, yeah. can you hear the anxiety the in our fear. voice? There's a lot of fear. Well, so we're we're switching our format up while it's on off season. Drag Race is um, no more. Cease to exist for at least six months, right? Yeah, at least. Um, so until then, we thought it'd be really fun to interview friends of ours, mm-hmm. um, people who are involved in Drag Race somehow or not, and people yeah. who are queer or not. Um, yeah. Talk about some queer culture or not. <laughs> yeah, um, we're we're doing new things, people. Yeah, so this is our sort of our first uh, our reach out there, and we'll we'll um we'll all explore this new territory together. Yeah, that's the important thing is that we're gonna get go through this together. Mm-hmm. We're experiencing this together. We're gonna see what we like and what we don't like, and we're gonna talk about it. There's gonna be open communication. Absolutely, um, Nicholas. Should we just get right into it and introduce our first ever? guest for this part of our podcast (laughs) for this yeah this new chapter of our lives uh yes we should so this uh this guy sitting across from us is a dear friend of ours who's um we have a fun improv team that's performed what two three times (laughs) upside down bar stool yes my favorite team name i think i've ever yeah, uh, been on. It's a, it's a, holds a special place in my heart yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he is a comedian, a stand up and improv and sketch comedian here in LA. Yeah, he has a YouTube channel that you should all check out uh, under the name Sienna De Enema. Uh, and he, you might know some of his videos that went viral. There's uh, Jizz and the Mammograms, the overdubbed videos, and then there's also. Um, African American cooking with Paula Dean, <laughs> which is which, problematic, you, but also great. If you haven't seen African American cooking with Paula Dean, you do yourself can't. a favor. I would, I'd say you can just pause the podcast right now, go look at that, and then come back, give you some context to what we're working yes. with, the mind that we're working with today. Yes. Um, but also, uh, our guest has worked as an editor for Randy Blue. That's uh, right. Very popular, um, now defunct. Now defunct uh, porn site, <laughs> uh, and also now currently works with World of Wonder mm-hmm. as an editor. That's right. Um, with shows like, uh, uh, is that how you say it? Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. Uh, or uh, yeah, and then there's like I know there's other shows that I'm there's spacing bunches on the names. And bunches, yeah. Yeah. So um, let's fun. just welcome him to the stage, everybody. 
Jeff McCubbin. Hey. hey, you can also refer to me as Evil Jeff, which Evil is Jeff. my yes. nickname. That was my porn director name because yes. I wasn't an editor. I was an editor. You were a director. director I'm so sorry. Director. Right. I was the creative director of the whole site. That's oh, the, I did yes. not know that. Yes, I, I made. I've I've made. I've directed over 500 gay porn. Movies. Wow, I did not know that. Some I got to. I cast them. I named them. You I named the video. Shot it. Right? I wrote okay. it. I shot it. I wrote the music to it. I for a long time, it. right? I put it on the site for like five years. Yeah, this is like oh a big God. portion of your life. Well, and we're gonna... I personally ran that company into the into ground. The ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get into that more, but we have a little segment we want to start off with. Yes, we're we're starting every episode with Ooh. asking our guest, "How is she though?" Um, it's it's hot. Mm. But I'm trying not. To, I'm I'm good. But I'm trying not to be L.A. hot. Mm-hmm. L.A. is like, and when there's an area where it doesn't snow and then it snows and everyone freaks out. Yeah, mm. that's how L.A. gets when it gets over a hundred. Yeah. Everyone acts like I'm dying. Absolutely. So I am hot, but I'm trying to like maintain and be cool. Great. But I'm Wonderful. good. Great. Okay. Beautiful. I'm now, good. Am I really your first guest? You're our first guest, and in this format. In this format. Oh. Before we would have guests, we would just talk about like Drag Race, but oh, we would never okay. do yeah. like a one-on-one. Um, we, and we interview. did have Pete uh, in uh, one of the season they skipped. Uh, we had Pete as our guest. Yeah. Okay. It was like a little testy. Yeah. Testing, testing out. So uh, our next question. Yeah. You were going to throw a dinner party, but canceled oh, last minute. But you already bought new placemats for, for it. Cut to six months later. They're in your trunk, and you just want to return them. You don't have the receipt or tags. You go to World Market and try to return them, and the manager gets a little testy with you. What would she do? Oh, can, can I get more content? What does testy mean? Like, like what? the manager is like kind of like you can tell like you're, she's they're on the verge that you like you can maybe convince them, but like they're they're giving you they're giving you a no at first. So what would she do? Um, and then I'm sorry, I need more context. <laughs> How much did these placemats cost? Uh, fifteen ninety nine each. Each and I bought a whole set of them. Yes, it was oh, okay. a really fancy that dinner party. That makes parter. a big difference. About six. Yeah. Because yeah, so now there's money invested. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I would have to. Um, I, I I would approach it how I approached most gay porn stars when mm. things weren't going well. <laughs> and you first start off with like, oh my god, I love that outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you start with the flattery and then be like, can't we work something mm-hmm. out? Oh my God. Blah, blah. And then if that doesn't happen, then you're like, uh, can I talk to the manager? Mm-hmm. And then they'll usually pull the, I am the manager. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I just then have to resort to the villainy. Mm. Yes. And then I'll just be like, what did you call me? You called me a faggot. Mm. <laughs> you called me a faggot. I'm taping this. I'm taping this. And then I'd hold up a video camera on their face and nine times out of 10, I bet you I would get the money. And then you'd get your $90 to... back. Yeah for, yeah. The, for them to just turn the camera. All off. right. Next question. You are at a family reunion. Oh, it's God. the 15th annual. Your great aunt hosts it every year. When would she leave? Um, it's, is not showing up an option. <laughs> you're, there, you're, you're there already. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just drove in, you parked, you, you got out of your car, you walked into the mix of it. I would immediately scope out and see how many of cool, the cool family members there mm-hmm. are. Yeah. If it's mostly just my racist Sicilian family <laughs> members that all voted for Trump, then I, if that was the all that was there, it would be, I would be like, hey, oh my God, I got a text. My friend just got run over by a car. I gotta go. 
<laughs> nice. Okay. Fantastic. Um, the woods. Why is she there? So that when things happen in it, no one can hear it. Isn't that how the saying goes? <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Love that. Uh, next question. Snacks. Where does she hide them? In my belly. <laughs> okay. Cool. Who is she? That's our last question. Who is she? She's a bitch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. was our uh, how is she though segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another nice and lubed up. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah. that was that was pressure. Was it? Did was it, it intense? It was good though. Good, we did good. put you through a bit of a gauntlet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and those questions are maybe going to change. We don't know. Yeah. Let's do, know. let's stick around and find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, Jeff, um, we know you through comedy stuff. Um, yeah. You've also done a lot of, like we said, editing. Yeah. Um, you, I kind of want to talk about your, uh, like, involvement with drag in general, because you've done, you've done, like, light drag, right? Like, comedy yes. drag. Yes. Is that a fair way to say that? That is correct. Because yeah. I, on my YouTube channel, Sienna de Enema, um, I would dub over old episodes of Gem mm-hmm. and the Holograms mm-hmm. called Jizz and the Mammograms. And I've done a few performances as... Jizz. Jizz. Mm-hmm. So I look like Jem from the, cart- the mm-hmm. 80s yeah. cartoon. Gorgeous. And those videos are funny. And you actually worked with Willem on w- at least one, right? Yeah. Well, I wrote a song for Willem, and then she appeared in one of the Jizz videos. Yeah. What was called, the song for Willem? Um, I wrote a parody version of, um, of what is it, uh, Katy Perry's... Um, Unconditionally, right? Unconditionally. Is that... Uh, Unconditionally. That's it. And it was called Only Anally. Only Anally. Wait, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Only Anally. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And the whole song is about how it's like... I will have sex with you, but only anally. And then at the end, it's like, all right, well, should we get a drink? And it's like, yeah, we can have a drink, but I only drink anally. <laughs> yeah. And she then started performing the song. Because she was a butt chugging. Live. And she in the, at the end of the song, she would take out a fleet enema, dump it out, and then pour in the wine she was <laughs> oh. drinking, and then literally douche herself on stage and squirt it into a bucket. Ew. <laughs> so that thinks to me. Your impact on the world. You've taken down yeah. Randy Blue, and you've caused Willem to... Squirt out I have an infection. As I was sure, <laughs> office is right by. Um, it's is close to World of Wonder. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's um, like right across the street. And and uh, I was like walking to my car, and she just was driving up in a rainbow Prius. <laughs> is that what she drives? Well, I was like, she was like Jeff, and I was like, oh my god, her car is amazing. And she's <laughs> like. Oh, Prius gave it to me to sponsor something. <laughs> and then she like, and she's like, it's amazing. And I was like, that sounds, I love your life. That, there's yeah. times where I forget like how famous some of the queens are and how like much of an influence they have. Right. Yeah. I mean, you it's a like, car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it wasn't given to her. I think she would, they just gave it to her for a little bit. Oh, she's to, like driving to drive around. around. But, like, but it was a full rainbow Prius. It so was amazing. Fun. But like some of these queens that have a million followers, like they can absolutely get bank if they do sponsored content. Like, yeah. Like they, there's people who have less who get a lot of like the free shit. Or they make their own stuff. Like the was it Bianca Del Rio has. Face wipes or face like wipes. cleaners or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get like involved in like meeting all the queens and stuff? Like, what was your? Uh, through my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. I know Johnny McGovern. Mm-hmm. 
uh, who is host of Hey Queen. Host of Hey Queen, and I did his podcast. The, was it the gayest in the world, gayest in the universe, something like that? Mm-hmm. And then I did Hey Queen, and uh, then Randy Blue petered out into the yeah. <laughs> to the ground. Thanks because of you, Pornhub. It was not because of me. You it was because it. of Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, there's it's surprising that there's any porn companies still alive. Well, everyone's like. Oh my God, why is porn like, what do you mean you don't make any money? And I was like, how much money do you spend on porn? What? Zero no, I, I yeah. go to Pornhub. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. That's <laughs> why we're out of business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I was doing a video with him that still has not been released because I also do Thunder Cunts, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a dub over of Thundercats. Yeah. And Johnny did a voice in it that I still have to finish. Oh, yeah. And then I told him I was looking for new work. And he's like, why aren't you editing like, uh, or something? And I'm like, well, because that would be amazing. And why would that happen to me? And he's yeah. like, oh, I know the people that do that. And they contacted me and then they hired me. And I was yeah. like, how did this happen to me? I remember, yeah, I remember that happening. And like, you were sort of secreting. And like, you, uh, we talked about you wanting to work like for like, Wow. Well, wow. it's kind of like I. Sh- this is how the place I should work. It's yeah. like my personality. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So, what uh, what were some of the other shows that you've uh, worked on? I did uh, uh with Trixie and Katya. I did, and these I like created them from the scratch. I did La Vida de Valentina, with oh. Valentina. Mm-hmm. I did Bobbing Around with mm. Bob the Drag Queen. I did Cool Mom with Jinx Monsoon. Yeah. I did Sip with Chris with Chris Crocker. Oh, Remember, boy. leave Britney alone. Yeah. Yes. I did that. I did um, Puff Puff Sessions with Laganja La de Estranja. Mm-hmm. I did um, uh, Detox's Life Rehab mm-hmm. with Detox. So you did every every show. I <laughs> I did about seventy five. I do about seventy five percent of the stuff. And that's that a lot is. of wow. it is on like the Wow Plus, and it's all on Wow Plus. Please subscribe to Wow Plus so you can see <laughs> my stuff. It was much easier when it was on Wow Presents on YouTube because then anyone could see it. But now you actually have to pay for yeah. service, honey. Because YouTube changed the algorithm. And it basically was like, oh, all of your drag stuff, there's cussing and it's too dirty. Oh, right. And oh. we aren't going to give you any money for it anymore. You can't so profit off of... <laughs> so everyone got mad at WoW being like, why are you doing this? And you're like, because YouTube took yeah. all their money away. Damn, oh, damn. Do they still... Oh, they... and I also did Milk, uh, Milk's Legendary Looks. looks. Okay. <laughs> what were I was going to say that uh, does YouTube still make money off those videos with the cussing and stuff? Like, do they put ads in front of it, like, by their own volition? Guaranteed, right? I don't know I what happens. Lot of to, I don't know what happens to the old ones. Oh. I really don't know. Hmm. But then we had to start, like, ah, uh, when I came there, we had to start uh, censoring the bad words. Uh, so you go you go into World of Wonder every or whatever for your like job. That's you my job. Editing. Now, yes. Um, how gay is that office space? Hmm. Well, when you reach the second floor, there is a nine foot mural of RuPaul's face. Yes. <laughs> so it's pretty gay. How many floors are there? Um, like five. Oh, wow. Yeah. More than I thought there'd be. <laughs> I would, that's at least one more than I would ever Shall think. I give you the blueprints? Yeah. <laughs> Next um, you're going to tell me there's a basement. I mean, is it, because in my mind, I, I feel like a lot of gay people are like, I would love to work at World of Wonder because it feels like such a queer, happy, fun, There are a lot of at. people that are dressed Fabulously, yeah. That, like that people vibe. come in with, with fun hair, glitter, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's just normal because we do other. World of Wonder also does like 
like million dollar listing. We do like normal shows too. Mm. So there's a lot of like normal boring straight people. That yeah. Wow. Dichotomy. Yeah. Um, how, uh, like, were you involved with DragCon at all or did you like, like what the, cause DragCon was just run like a little bit ago. Um, because I, I, last year's, the New York DragCon, I edited mo- most of like the panels. Mm-hmm. Like I would have to edit the stuff. Right. Uh, but because I'm so involved doing the, the series shows on WoW Plus, uh, I don't have time to do that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't edit anything there. But actual DragCon, I, get to, I got to go there for free. And I got, um, because I know Katya, I got to be escorted in first. Mm. Like the editors of On were yes. escorted in first to, to see her panel. Mm. I never felt more famous like, in my <laughs> entire Also, life. I heard that panel was really good. It was amazing. Yeah. It was really amazing. Because Katya just does not hold... Yeah, and anything you, back. You, I think you told me that uh, she well, Katya called you like prior to that and was like kind of doing like riffing on it, but it was like turned out to be the whole panel essentially. Like she was Not like the whole. Well, I mean, yeah, we just ended up like she called me and we were talking and we were just talking about stuff and then she was like telling me about things and then I saw the panel and I was like, oh, this is a lot of what we were talking about. Yeah. Like it was just she yeah. literally she doesn't have anything planned. I think she just is like this is what I want to talk about and was what on her was on her mind. What's on her mind yeah. and she she has no filter. It's mm, great. It's great. That's what makes uh. That's so what makes uh, uh. great. That makes uh uh. Um, okay, I want to sharp uh, turn to your world in porn. Yeah. Okay. So you uh. oh. and different kind of uh, or the same kind of. It's uh. the same exact kind of <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, um, so you were you worked on sets and edited. So you were looking at porn a lot. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you gonna? Do you wonder if that changes yeah. how you look at porn? Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch porn anymore. Yeah, that's what my question is. <laughs> there like, you go. That's like. The, it, it's seeing behind the curtain or whatever. You're but, seeing how the, the meat is made, sausage made. Yeah, yeah. it made and how it my. Goes into <laughs> I think it asshole. made me better at sex. Why? Yeah. Because when you're telling other people how to have sex and you're seeing everything that goes wrong and you actually have to sit back and brainstorm and how to fix it. it. Yeah. When you're in doing the real thing and shit comes up, you're like, oh, I know this. Oh, fine. <laughs> I know how to handle this. Also, it made me, I now use my imagination with uh, when I pleasure myself. Masturbate. And we I all think, do it. But I think I that don't, actually, I don't. I don't think I was able to do that before yeah. I worked at this job. Mm. So, and I think it's the, I always say, uh, the best sex you can have is to be selfish, mm. to do what you want, but not being an asshole. Mm. Cause if you do what gets you off, the other person is going to see you're turned on and then they're going to have fun too. Mm. And then they don't have to worry about you. Yeah. Yes. Which is a thing. Yes. Like, okay. You've got yourself covered. Yeah, that's good because yeah. you say, like you kind of relax the person. You like send the signals like I'm doing good. You should be doing good too. Yeah, but it's hard for me to watch porn because now I'm just like that person wasn't hard there. That's a fake that's shot. My, yeah, he <laughs> didn't really come right then because I can tell they cut the angle, which means you. Oh, if you ever see a close up face of a guy, if, if they're like fucking and then they're like, oh, 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 oh yeah, I'm gonna come, and then it cuts to a close up of the top's face going, oh, oh. That it took them like two hours to come. Yeah. <laughs> there was probably two hours in between that shot and then the actual come <laughs> shot. What also a I mean, I guess you get over it over time, but like to like have to co-work s- someone into being like, okay, we really gotta get this come shot. <laughs> this feels- it's what I was saying before. That I had techniques. Yeah. Because every porn star is like a snowflake, and you had to, 
you had to approach them by their personality types. If it was a straight dude, because the majority of them were straight, a straight dude, the first thing that worked most of the time that I always started with was flattery. Like you would literally just be in like, look, I know it's just like, like, you know, you're the hottest guy on the site right now. And it's how you're <laughs> trending and blah, blah, blah. Like, I would never be like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, really? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we just, you know, if you could just, like, get this and do this, it's like, ah. Uh, and you know that your scene partner, like, he's into you. Like, you would just sit there and, like, wax their ego. Yeah. And then if that didn't work, then it would be like, what gets you off? What makes you come? Because a lot of guys would have weird things, and they'd be embarrassed. Like, someone, he only would jerk off to, like, cartoons, like, like, was well, it oh, hen- like, like hentai? hentai. Yeah. yeah. And he was embarrassed. Uh-huh. So he was just looking at regular porn. There's also times where the straight guys weren't as straight as they said. <laughs> and then they were like, uh, uh, can I, all right. It's like, I don't want you to judge me. I'm just going to like, put on gay porn for a minute just so I can like look at something different. Cause you know how like straight guys, like sometimes they have to like look at gay porn. And in my head, I'm like, no, yeah. that's mm-hmm. not what happens. Yeah. That's not how that works. Clearly bisexual, but, but, but else, out yeah. loud, I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You get what it. You need. You yeah. Whatever it. you need, go for it. Oh, <laughs> and I, I only do a Midwestern accent. It's yeah. really calming, especially to porn stars. Yeah. And then, um, and there was another guy. He only could come by, um, jerking off through a sheet. Uh-huh. Cause that's like when he was a kid, he had, he had a shared a room with his brothers and he liked to pretend he was a so ghost. He would do it over the sheet. So then I was like, we'll do that. And so then he got under sheet and did it. And then the other porn star is like laughing at him. And I just turned him and like, don't you dare laugh at him. Do you want this yeah. scene to go be over? And he's like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, do not laugh. Let him do his weird fucked up shit that he needs to do. <laughs> what do they do after they're done? Um, a quick get a meal. Go. Yeah, <laughs> kill themselves. No, I'm just oh my god! No, oh. I just went and got really dark. No, that only happened once. But <laughs> while I worked there, oh my god. that's a really sad story. Yeah. People are like, "You must have so much fun stories." I'm like, "Most of them are sad." It's pretty tragic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I will say, it's not sad because it's porn. It's sad because people are so mean to people yeah. because they did porn. It's, it's the not stigma. that they did porn. It's that people shame them so much that, yeah. that really mean things happen. Yeah. I hope that that's fading away. I. I feel like it kind of is there's a well, little we're, we're of always getting a little less and less puritan but like it's still so deeply rooted in so many ways yeah. you see it but yeah hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully we're on the right track uh yeah but the last thing that i would do to help people get yeah. off is there were people straight guys mostly that would come there and be like i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do it oh i can't do it and then i'm like it's okay you're being paid well we pay you to come so mm-hmm. we can end it but we just send you home without a check. Boing. Okay. And that's the last resort. Cause then it's like, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point that's, that's, it's a job. Yeah. Yeah. You have, that's your only job. You don't have to like be gay to do it. Um, uh, now you said you name porn stars. You had, uh, I know you have a technique uh, for naming porn stars. I thought maybe you can name all of us potentially. Yeah, please. Have I named you before? I, I think, think so. I think I you think might have named me once, but I don't remember it. Okay, first of all, what celebrity do you all... Like, what's my go-to? Um, what, like what's, your, what's your go-to celebrity that you look like? I think I've, I've heard Seth Rogen from you quite a few oh, times. Oh, that I look like? Oh, people I don't say know you that. Look like. Oh. Who do people say you look like? I don't ever get that, honestly. You I know, know who if... you remind me of? Yeah, please. You remind me of, like, a young... Like... Jason Statham. Okay, I'll take it. 
Sure. Okay. How about you? Engineer Pete. I don't really get get one. He doesn't get one either. I'm going to say... Who do we all think Pete looks like? um, Let me see. Maybe... Who's the new Spider-Man? Tom Holland? Tom Holland? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I don't know about that. I'm 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 trying to circle it. Take you your know. glass off for a second. <laughs> Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yes. Christina Aguilera. You must yes. get that. I've gotten that at least three times. Yeah. <laughs> um he there is there is something kind of young and vibrant Tom Hollandy about him though, I think. So we'll just go there. Okay. So then I pick uh what is that recognizable about that celebrity name? Mm-hmm. So Statham Maybe Seth. Mm-hmm. Seth um, is recognizable. Well, no, not, not doesn't have to be recognizable, but more like what is going to be that not rec- recognizable? Where then people that people in their mind subconsciously think of that. Oh, gotcha, person. gotcha. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to do Rogan because I don't know how. There's Joe Rogan as well. So yeah, there mm-hmm. is Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah, because you don't want to mix it up. Okay, yeah. So I'm and something... then I would choose Holland. So I'm something Statham. So I would call oh, Holland, you. What would I call you? I would call, but then it has to be something sexy, like a sexy name. Like I would call you, um, like Jordan Statham. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take okay. it. Okay, <laughs> Statham's pretty sexy, yeah. And Nicholas. then you would be like Seth Rockford. Rockford, yeah. oof, Rockford Files. Hmm. Okay, Seth Rockford. Okay. Um, and then you would be Tool Holland. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's beautiful. There um, is a favorite one that I never found someone that matched the celebrity that I wanted to name someone. And it was uh, Jock Hartnett. Jock Hartnett. Like Jock? But, but Jock. Jock, J-O-C-K. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny? So this is a very true. I, I think I've told you this once before, but this is very true. I there was a Randy Blue video that I really, really loved to watch. Oh my god, did I talk in it? Yeah, <laughs> there, it, it the whole video that I found online because I didn't pay for it, and I'm part of the problem, guys. Uh, uh, it, oh, I know what you're talking about. It, at the end, it had like a little behind the scenes thing, and then it, your voice is in it. But I watched this video prior numerous times and then i met you and we became friends and then you told me that you worked for brandy blue and then that video came into my life again and i realized oh my god i oh my god i've been laying in a bed naked with jizz on my belly (laughs) while my friend is talking to me but you know what to be honest i can't tell you how many of my friends that i've heard their voices while i have jizz on my belly in my bed so it's not that weird wait what video what video what actors was it what one was it? Fuck. Um, I think it might have been uh, the uh, Kevin Clarkson video. There was like <laughs> he only did a solo. He only did one solo. I know. Oh, I can tell you the behind the scenes of that. What is it? Yeah, he only did one solo. And I don't think he'll care if I if I, I start don't know fuck this out. Kevin Clarkson figure, but actually, ah, uh, there is someone who's kind of quasi gay famous in L.A. Whose house we shot it in? Frankie Grande. I'm just not going to say who it is in case I don't think he was in a. I mean, I think he was in an open relationship, but I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to call him out. Yeah, 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 for sure. But anyway, Kevin, Kevin, I named him Kevin Clarkson because I was like, you look like like you'd be Kelly Clarkson's brother. (laughs) So that's how I that's how I named him. And he was when he opened up his bed, I was like, that is the like you could eat dinner (laughs) off of that thing. And I was like, you're you. I was like, I'm going to make you a star. Oh I'm going God. to make you a star. You were the most beautiful thing that ever happened. But he didn't. Become but he one. was having trouble performing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the the guy whose house it was is older and 
extremely hot. And he came in and then he's like, I need like someone to like help me out. And then me and the other camera guy were like, we don't do that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to jerk any of you off. Yeah. I know everyone's like, so did you get to jerk off about guys? I'm like, no, yeah. I always kept a very like, I'm your boss. I would want that too. I'm not going to jerk you off. Yeah. So anyway, this, uh, so then I saw him making eyes at the, whose house it was. And I'm like, you like him? And he was like, yeah. And I never do this. This never happens. I'm always like, <laughs> work it out with your partner or just look at some porn. Mm -hmm. But then I went up, um, to the guy and I was like, Hey, that's it's like we're shooting porn at your house and he's like this is so awesome and oh my god the porn star is so hot and I'm like well actually he's having some trouble and he's kind of asked for you and he was like what? and I was oh. like yes all of your porn dreams are about to come true and I shut the door and literally it was like 10 minutes he's like ready <laughs> and then the guy just stayed on set and we, if he ever went down he would they he would fluff him he'd be like hello so fluffers so are real great. but then after that set I was like that will never happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, did you pay a fluffer? Because he's like volunteering. I think he, I think that was, no, he was volunteering. No, he was job. like, this was the he's hottest thing. He paid for the location. Thing. Yeah. He was like, I mean, we were paying him to use his house. Yeah. But he was like, this was the hottest thing. That was his like, dream come true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I then think... he never did porn again because yeah. the scandal erupted. Oh, the show? Well, no, he <laughs> was in. <laughs> did Kerry Washington really convince him to that? Yeah. Yes, yes. He ruined <laughs> him. He started watching it and he was just like, I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, I mean, I don't know who she's going to choose, yeah. whether she's going to choose Fitz or. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about it. When I'm on set, it's all that I'm thinking about. <laughs> no, he, it was a scandal because he was a gymnast and a cheerleader. And say no more. He hooked up. He was kind of. He, I think he. I think he hooked up with too many people, and did too many people wrong because exes mm. came out of the woodworks and fucking sent out, put him on blast That's and shitty. sent it out and sent it all oh, out right, to the exposing school. Exposing all of his. Like... And he got kicked off the cheer school. Oh. And then it was like a mess. And then his family found out, and then he quit. Okay, well that's a, that's a um, we gotta stop sex shaming people. But yes. I know it is true. But I tell everyone point blank, which is also why I was a good. Even though my name was Evil Jeff, I was a good porn director because mm -hmm. a lot of guys will trick people, and I always will be like, hey, um, before you get into porn, what do you want to do with your life? And they're like, I want to be an actor. I'm like, don't an do astronaut. This. Don't do this. Yeah, an actor would be. <laughs> but I literally, and I'm like, because everyone you know will find out. And they're yeah. like, oh, no, 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 it's gay porn. I'm not friends with any gay people. I'm like, everyone will find out. Yeah. That's the shitty thing about it. it and I was like, your way, girlfriend, but... you don't think your girlfriend's going to know? Your girlfriend has a hairdresser. And you're, and guess who loves to tell straight people about someone doing gay porn? Other gay people. Yeah, We're exactly. gossipy bitches. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think the moral of the story is, guys, stop sex shaming. Porn is just another career. Don't need to make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that we just changed the world? We, yeah. I feel changed. Yeah. I, I hope you too. too. I hope you too, <laughs> listeners, do as well. <laughs> New Zealand and whoever else is listening. Um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, butter. We're back. Ooh. <laughs> we're back, pitches. Put your clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Nope. It, they came off during that break, and it's hot in here, guys. And it I is. Am... LA's on fire right now. Not, Look at this. We're literally. doing that LA hot thing. I know, but it really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's over 100 degrees. That's We, we can complain about that. Yeah. We absolutely can. Um, so, guys, come over to Nick's corner. Nicholas's <laughs> corner, because he's got some... 
hot pipe and tea. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can that's I, never can I gonna throw that again. tea in your face? <laughs> yeah, you can't because <laughs> I'm never going to introduce this like that again. Um, we're just going to talk about, like we said, some uh, what's going on in Drag Race off season and also some queer entertainment news. So I'm going to let uh, guest choice. What, were you, what would you like to start? Dealers. What, what are my options? Uh, queer like entertainment news or Drag Race off season news? Let's do Drag Race off season. Beautiful. News. Okay, so get into what it. What do we got? BB Rexa. BB Rexa versus the Four Queens, especially Aquarius. Uh, before we get too deep into it, is it BB Rexa or BB Rexa? It's. I feel like I've it's, heard people it's, say BB Rexa. No, it's just this. Who? Oh, she's <laughs> that's what right. I don't know. She I don't did. know who that is. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so first, she, let's explain who BB Rexa is. She is a person who's attempting to have a pop career. The record companies are definitely pushing her. She had a couple of, like pretty cool songs, pretty yeah. good songs, and but like, it hasn't really hit. No. It doesn't quite make sense. Like she's like in the same category as some other people, but not like original, really. Yeah. Um, and then she's sort of been like a mess, uh, allegedly, like like off stage. Yes, there are, there has been stories. Yeah, sure. she tried really hard to hook up with. Um, Fuck. Like the Prince of something. Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. <laughs> yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> uh, don't tell Sharon. She's yeah. going to get mad about that. Um, but Wait, what does she have to do with the Queen? So though? there is the Trailblazer Awards uh, on VH1, and the top four queens were introducing her performance. And Is that the one where she was, where Asia was in like all black? Yes. Yeah. Um, so they were backstage... Um, and BB Rex was like out of makeup and just got there, was like going to get done. But she got excited to see them and went to like, like had probably a, like a really big reaction. And, uh, the queen, she, she tweeted about this saying the Queens were really cold to her. And like, she kind of was just shading them essentially. And Aquaria came out with like a reply, like just an apology. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. We were like probably just really tired and. Um, and didn't give a fuck. Yeah, she didn't go that far. She was actually really cordial and like just apologized. And then BB Rex's reply was like, "Tire's not an excuse. You should check my schedule." And then that set Aquarius off. A lot of the queens were like agreeing with her. A lot of fans were like going off on her, like comparing Aquarius' schedule that's jam packed to BB Rex's next two performances. That's all she's booked for. <laughs> um, and it just it was it got to be too much. And then. Uh, and then yeah. Eureka came out in support of BB Rexa out of this whole thing. She supported Aquaria first, and then she apologized. BB Rexa said in another tweet that Eureka was the only one who gave her a hug. And then Eureka responded like, oh, I love you, and we're sorry for the misunderstanding. I was like, you got absolved. Why are you apologizing for other people? Yeah. Kind of a thing. All right. Who said are you on? I... I'm, it's not because I'm on the queen side. I'm because like in the in the reunion, like I was on um, Cameron Michael's side. Mm-hmm. I'm on the side because I am shy. And when I'm about to do some big event or stand up thing, I become very like in my head right. and I really don't want to talk to people. And it's not because and most people are like, oh, I thought you were such a bitch because you were so standoffish. I'm like, no, it's because I have no self-esteem. And I think a lot of times when you're really stressed out, you have so much going on. You don't have time to drop everything and give your 100 percent backstage to some That's person. That's how I feel. Especially yeah, when you don't know who they are. Yeah. Right. If it's fucking like Nicole Kidman, then you're like, all right, put on game face because yeah. I want Nicole Kidman to like me. They yeah. just didn't know who she was. And I think that's, and I think, her, honestly, it sounds like she was just putting out 
like, oh, I want attention from this. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Too. And that's so, Aquaria Calder on that saying that this woman who we're in a relatively similar industry that we do different things. She's using like queer people as a, like as a platform to like demean Start them and get like buzz and like get like more promotion for herself. And but in the end, we're in a real housewives world now yeah. where you fights are what fuel everything. And mm-hmm. most fights are fake and most fights, even, or if they're not fake on one side, one person's like, I need to get into a fight with somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. So half of that, it's like, I just say, grow the fuck up. There you go. Great. Heard it. Uh, next one, we're going to go to another, not real fight, but like a sort of fight um, was Manila. Dragged Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. We gotta leave Nikki Blonsky alone. I know. Wait, why? Why, why? why did that happen? Uh, so, like, uh, there was like an Instagram post uh, for, like, it was Dusty Ray Bottoms posted, was kind of bitter that she got a boot for her finale look. And it was Manila and Raj, I believe. And this Nikki Blonsky re- responded saying, like, Oh, don't listen to them. Older people tend to have different fashion tastes that's like dated. And Manila was like, took a, like a picture of that and was like, something like, did she just call me old or something? Like, and got pissed. And then somebody wanted Nikki Blonsky to be a judge on the show. And she's like, no, let's maybe get Ricky Lake and Mar- Mar- Marissa Jane Winokur or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Blonsky is like, become like, everybody's go-to bullier, like the victim, I guess. Uh-huh. She, Cause she's constantly tweeting at the girls and she's like, Oh my God, Aquaria, I love you so much. I love you. When you're in town, we have to get coffee. Da, 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 da. Oh, and it's a little oh bit boy. like she does that all the time to everyone. And it's all caps. So it's a little bit like, okay, we settle it down. Chill Aww. out a little bit. And like, you know, someone who was in a big movie who isn't, is now not doing anything. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's sad. But she is also doing, um, what's it called? Cameo. Cameo. So she's, if you want to support her. Uh, give her a little sh- a shilling here and there. Give her 20 bucks and she'll make a little video for you. Our friend um, Julian does that every once in a while <laughs> yeah. to her specifically. It asks for real advice and she gives him really supportive, nice advice. He's Wait, like, is Cameo like a thing where you pay money and then yeah. they send like you a video? Weird, like a weird hodgepodge of different like, celebrities. You, who's your favorite Real Housewife? All right. I'm going to, don't take my gay card away. You don't watch it? I don't watch any of the Real Housewives shows. I don't like them. That's I actually, totally fair. I watch soap operas instead. <gasps> Who's oh. your favorite soap star? Um, I watch a, a, a British one called Hollyoaks. Oh, Hollyoaks. Yes. Oh, yes. I feel like yes. I've heard of that. And the, this character named Stee. Well, they're probably he's not on cameo. The, he's been put through the ringer. No, probably not. <laughs> Steve's been put through the ringer. But no, guys. there's gay, oh. there's crazy gay shit happening in Days of Our Lives now, like full on gay. Sex really? Scenes. Yay! Finally, yeah. thank oh, yeah. God. We need to address because there's a lot of gay men who watch those. Because when I watched the show, I was like, "These are not the days of my lives. I want to see the days of my lives, honey. The gays of your lives, honey. Yeah, honey. Yeah. Well, honey. Honey. <laughs> honey. But that's why. Uh, but if I had to say, but I mean, I would just go to the Nene Leaks. Yeah. Yeah. Nene Lake's cameo. Yeah. You, so you could pay. She's probably really expensive. 50, 75 dollars. Yeah. And she'll just like, you send her, you literally either give her a script to say or, or give her like a topic to talk about. And she'll Ton it. of the dragway screens do it too, but like, mm-hmm. it's like varies depending on their schedule. And our whatever. dream is to get Stacey Lane Matthews. Oh our God. Dream. Our dream. I mean, it's it, our goal. I've been dreaming to say this what? for years. Well, what do we want her to say? Um, hi, for sure. Hi, that's a big <laughs> one. Start with your that. names. Um, names. Uh, she want, I want her to recognize our existence. Yeah, I want her to maybe like, I don't know. She's got a fried chicken and a hula hoop. I want to see that. I might write her a little song and then take the cameo that she gave me, make a beat to it, and sell it, and not give her any money for it. Yeah, that's fair. that's what I would do. That's fair. Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, you're get, you're gonna get sued. She's litigious. Yeah, she's extremely litigious. <laughs> 
That's her drag daughter. Yeah. <laughs> litigious Lane Matthews. <laughs> Stacy. Litigious? No, you're just better. Um, all right. And finally, Courtney Ack has a new talk show coming out on BBC4, I believe. Officially the most successful drag queen in the world. I would say, yeah. I, she. No, RuPaul still wins, but. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the, the, from coming from Drag Race as a contestant. Yeah. Uh, I think she really. Um, took her experience on Celebrity Big Brother and made, capitalized on it and got a following out there and now has a talk show that's going to be really fun and queer and she'll have drag queens and celebrities. Yeah, she's a political um, queen. She's got like a... I mean, she's got such the right thing to say always. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out a little bit, Chad. What? I know you didn't love Courtney Act the first time you met her. The first time you, you on watched TV? the... TV? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Who did? I did. Oh. Where do you stand, Chad? Um... I was like, I for, first I just thought like, oh, she's just like a pretty queen, mm-hmm. which I I always go for the comedy queens, but then I found out she was on American Idol, so she sang. So then I'm like, oh, you're fun, mm-hmm. but uh, she was actually the first episode of Uh I ever edited oh, yeah. was the interview with her, so oh, I got fun. to see all behind the scenes yeah. stuff. She's just like the nicest person. Cool. So oh. then you have someone who's nice and Trixie's funny because she says it in the show. Trixie's like, you're beautiful and you're talented and you're super nice. Like, I hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fair. Fuck you. <laughs> but she is just like really genuine and like super, super nice. Yeah, she super has that sweet. thing of like a perfect all the way around. Yeah. Well, she's vegan. That, she's it, like, I just like I have like the utmost respect that she's been like really like she's engaging in like political talks and like Mm -hmm. different things like and acknowledging where her experience and where she lands as a you know a cis white uh, gay drag queen. What also shows she decides to take her um, fame and use it to teach others and change people's minds, Mm -hmm. where a lot of other people and not just drag queens but in general are using this time to like take people down and trash people. And I like yeah. that someone is doing the opposite. Focused on positivity. Yeah. 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 There's a lesson to be mm-hmm. learned from that for everyone. Um, Wait, but so that's all, you're not going to talk about the other, the, the other, other news, the other news, the Trixie Mattel. Scandal. Oh yeah. I guess I wanted to stay away from that a little it's bit. Comedy. What, I actually don't know if I know this. Yeah. It's, the, it's some of the thing with the, a roast came back up that Trixie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I debated on this heavily about bringing it up. Uh, but well, I guess I it, brought it up for uh, you. Did. Yeah. Well, cat's out of the bag. Well, honey, then you... But <laughs> you, okay. you were so scared Trixie. to bring it up because it's a scary... Everyone's scared. So Trixie yeah. was at a roast and she um, one of her jokes was directed at Latrice Royale. It was, was about like, slavery. Yeah, yeah, it was like you're not in a cotton field or something. Oh, like uh, no, this is exact jokes. She goes, do you guys like my dress? Um, it's cotton. Latrice picked it. Um, yeah. Uh, is it poor taste? Yes. Is that not what most jokes at a roast are? Yes. I think the I because I have it's like our point of view is it's hard to yeah it's, it's hard really to hard. have a, like a strong stance on it. But the people that I think are right are the people who are involved. Mm-hmm. And Latrice was like fine, right? Yeah, yeah. Latrice she came out fine. and she was like, "It's comedy. Everything's okay." I'm well, I mad. think the point of a roast is to be as mean as possible. I think if she was maybe just at some show by mm-hmm. herself <laughs> and was just talking to the audience and said that, then that yeah. might have a different context. Totally. To I also think if she it, said it to Latrice in front of Latrice. It was yeah. like geared specifically towards Latrice. I, I think that also is like if the joke was framed in a way it was more broad and it wasn't like 
like it, if it was more broad, then it's, I think it's more problematic because it's specifically geared towards one specific person. So I'm saying specific a lot. Uh, but I just feel like I've seen people who are like are offended um, and they're reading it as like, you know, it's the joke geared towards them yeah. know, specifically. And I just like. And in the end, I, I am someone who I, I'm always like, if you're offended, speak up. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't offended and you feel people have the right to say it, then speak up. And then you have a debate about it. I hate when people just try to immediately shut down the other side and like, no, you can never joke about this. Right. I, as a comedian, I, I hate that. Yeah. There's yeah. also something that's, that brings like, it, or this brings up the whole thing of like drag queens originally are like in bars at midnight saying these things to like, Crazy things, yeah. and now it's become like a lot of like teenage girls in the audience. So they're in a different, it's like they're straddling two worlds a little bit and they're trying to just like double down and be like, we're, our origin is we can say whatever the fuck we want and we're supposed to be offensive. Right. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of that stuff, like you said, is coming maybe from that specific group of fan, the the fan base is just like younger teenage fans, but it's also the really, the vitriol and weird death threats are also coming from that same group. And maybe not the same people are doing the same thing, but it's like, you know, I don't know. What did they? I don't know. Keep take, go look at your own fan base, like your own subse- yeah. subsection first. Yeah. Well, oh. we got a text. Pete's <laughs> got a notification. <laughs> He's going to get that some is, tail. Um, they want us to stop talking about this <laughs> yeah. topic. And next topic is uh, the government. Um, so now it's just we're going to go on to some queer. What's in the queer news, Nicholas? <gasps> well, let's get in. Let's get in. Let's get in to it. Yes, we found a use for that. There we go. <laughs> okay. So first up, let's just talk about the fact that Elton John is doing the music for the musical for Devil Wears Prada. Thoughts. How do we feel about this? I heard, didn't they just, they just brought some woman in to help them. Yeah. I think it's like he's doing the music and she's doing the book or something like that. Okay. Or vice versa. I've never, I'm not really that versed in it. Um, that's good because he, I, he did for Lion King. He didn't do the book. So someone else should do that. Yeah. Do the book. I don't want Elton John doing the book. I don't, I don't know why I'm Elton saying John like that. ever doing the book. Don't do the book. Elton John's never touched a book. Don't give him one now. <laughs> He, no, he's he's always the person. He doesn't write. That, that means lyrics, right? Uh, the book, I think, does mean lyrics. But it's also... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he writes, like, melodies and, like... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, 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 yeah. The problem is, is John, Elton John, musical-wise, is hit and miss. Because hmm. Lion King, great. What was that one? Aida? What was that? Oh, oh did I he don't do that? know. He did yeah, pin, he did that, Wasn't right? Pinball Wizard like something that in that? Wasn't that in a musical? No, that was The Who. <laughs> Didn't he have, like, a <laughs> pinball <laughs> musical, though? Elton John did. Elton John had a pinball. I think yeah, you're thinking yeah. of ABBA with the chess musical. Absolutely not. The chess musical is incredible. I think you're just making that up. Well, I will. Um, how do we feel about Devil Wears Prada being turned into a musical? I'm kind of just over movies. You're over the movie musical a, scene. It's like makes. Why is it because it's Broadway? Because did anyone see uh, the Mean Girls? Oh, it's terrible. It's like the the thing they had on the Tonys. It's awful. I, yeah, I watched the talk show appearances. It's bad. It's like they went, the direction with the music was so wrong. And but it's that's like, the sad thing is like, it's Tina Fey and I think her husband wrote the music. Yeah. yeah so it's not even like, incredible. oh, they took it away from the original material. It's like, no, it's the people that created this yeah. great movie made garbage. And this is the problem. I think I don't, I hate um, Dear Evan Hansen. <gasps> You're going to make so many enemies. You have uh, no uh, idea. Well, you made one right, right here. Here's We're going to on Instagram at Evil Jeff. Send him your messages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vixen. I'm here to fight. Okay. Here's why. I think a lot of musicals now 
the musical should be explaining the motivation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of musicals are explaining who the character is in the plot. Yeah. And I think musicals are more powerful when they're saying what they're feeling rather than like, I'm doing this and suicide is bad and I'm blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I feel Evan Hansen, the, I, I like the music and I like the performances. I, I have more of a problem with the book mm. of Evan Hansen. It's a little too... Um, they did have some Lessening. songs where it's like a little, oh, of course, yeah. They were definitely trying to yeah. hit a different thing. There's some songs that are what you said, though. Like I would yeah. say Waving Through a Window is definitely like motivation or like how they're feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not 100%, but that I one am, is, a little, is a little much. I am me. happy to report that we're both correct. So there was a pinball well, Elton John musical? It, there was a music, uh, The Who made a rock musical called Tommy. Did you not know that before opera. you Googled it? No, but I... You, how, you are too young. I'm leaving. I, raise, your hand, <laughs> raise your hand if you knew that. I think... Uh, I, don't, I didn't you've know You've never it, seen it. Tommy with Anne margaret No. Oh, my God. We'll, we'll get As on faggots, it. you need to watch. Well, Engineer Pete yeah, did know Aida, so I'll give him that. Right. I didn't and know that And then Elton John <laughs> did a cover of Pinball Wizard, which is a song in the... Sh- Yes. Like whatever Broadway show, Tommy. Yeah. But he did a cover of it for the movie, Tommy. It's a movie, so I'll see that. With Anne Margaret. <laughs> oh, okay. From um, Bye Bye Birdie. Have I you heard of that? Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, yes. Well, there you go. I love Anne Margaret. <laughs> what I will say, Queen, uh, Queen Anne. I do agree that they maybe do rely on the movies to musical too much right now. But I there was maybe like a year ago that I was at home in Bakersfield watching Devil Wears Prada and I was texting Chad and I was just like, I think this movie would make a great musical. And I just started texting them all these ideas for musical numbers. They was like, Are you going to be mad if they don't hit it out of the park? Yeah, they, they absolutely. They have Elton John. Moments. I know. It's, it, I mean, the introduction to Miranda has to be huge. It has to be crazy. The sweater, She's, describing her sweater. Yes, that's got to be a song. That's a whole song. That's there's, a song. There's, yes. a song. there's definitely a song with That's All, right? She's going to have like a thing with That's All. Uh, There'll be a song yeah. called Cube of Cheese. I think the people like the either like I was like the people going to uh, work in New York was should be like one of the first musical numbers. I actually the think anxiety of everyone getting ready for Miranda. I think that number. this movie has more potential for it to be a musical than other ones that I've yeah seen in the past. Definitely more than Mean Girls. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great. What else in the news? Uh, was that it? No, no. There's there's, there's more. more. There's, there's always more. more. There's um, got to be more gay people. There's got to be more gay people. Uh, than oh, that. you know what? Let's uh, have. Uh, I know Chad hasn't, but have we seen uh, Hannah Gadsby's Nanette? I have. You have. Okay. Well, we we, we can spoil it. Yeah. What's the she? What happens in it's the end? It's really great. I. It's like a very different kind of comedy special. Um, it's half comedy special and then half not. Right. She just yeah. is like, I'm retiring from comedy. Yes. Yeah. Is she really retiring? She. From comedy, I read an article. She says like, obviously, she's like, it's changing. Like, and I'm allowed to change my mind on this, but like. When she said said it, like initially, when she started, it she came from it. a real place. It absolutely meant it. But you know, like, who knows? So no, she just says another joke. She's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then that whole special is useless. But uh, so anyway, yeah, Hannah Gadsby is an Australian uh, comedian. She's a, le- a lesbian. Uh, she got started maybe like a little over ten, about maybe fifteen years ago. Have you ever seen Please Like Me? I have not. It's really uh, good. But I know she's been involved TV, in that. Gay yeah. Australian TV show that she's in. Hmm. I need to check this out. Um, and she, uh, a big thing was like her saying in the comedy special that she was quitting comedy and she gave her reasoning why. And she talks a lot about some of the toxic, uh, things going on in the world and how it affects her. And really the big takeaway was that how her looking at her story through the lens of a comedian with 
um, the joke and the punchline is in allowing her to really heal from past wounds and to uh, tell her story the way it should be told. And she gets very, very candid, and she talks about things that have happened to her where men have beat the shit out of her, raped her, um, the shame she felt from being in the closet. Uh, she tells a joke early about uh, not coming out to her grandma. And, like, it's a joke. We're all laughing. And then later she tells the story that, no, I didn't tell my grandma because I still live with shame. Mm. And that's the full truth of the story. Cool. And it's a super, super powerful special. I suggest everyone watch it. Nice. And also, when she delivers her jokes, I'm like, I, I'm smitten with her. Like, she's just, she delivers her jokes with such charm. Like, you can't help but like her. I also think if you are a comedian, you should watch it because she talks about how comedy works. Yeah. Like, she talks about the whole reason of comedy is releasing tension yes, yeah. from the audience. You want to make them feel good because the, the only reason you laugh is because you feel comfortable. And that's why, like, she wanted to leave comedy because she was sick of making everyone feel okay yeah. about all these horrible things happening to yeah. you. Yeah. But that's what comedy is, is you have to feel it's okay. And I remember talking to people, doing stand-up, and seeing people, and... I had this one guy, he was like telling all these jokes about beating his girlfriend. Oh my God. And this was years ago before even any of like me too stuff happened. And like, no one is laughing. And then I was like talking to him afterwards and he's like, Oh man, it's like, I'm trying to be edgy and like, they just don't get it. And I just went, Hey, I want to ask you something. Do you really beat your girlfriend? And he's like, of course not. It's a joke. And I was like, no one in the audience knew it was a joke. You need for them to feel comfortable to know that's not true before you can joke about that. That's someone really figuring out who they are. As yeah. A comedian. Yeah. yeah. And, but it Yikes. is about the audience needs to feel comfortable because if you get too real uh-huh. or too dark, the audience then just feels uncomfortable and they stop laughing. Yeah. Yikes. And like, I think I do think that you're allowed, like if you've earned it and you have the audience in your hand, you're allowed to get dark, but you just, a good expert comedian will know how to release that tension like instantly, like with the punchline or whatever, you know, like that, but there's, if you're a new comedian, don't. Talk but yeah, about also the your true dark comedians—they've established a reputation, mm-hmm. so that people are going into those venues knowing it's going to be like that. Yeah. And a new comedian thinks they can go to an open mic <laughs> and be like, "Here's all my rape material." You're yeah. like, "That's not going to go well." Do you, um, do you feel like since you've done stand up, um, that you relate to kind of what she said about maybe like framing your own experiences? And the joke hasn't allowed you to like maybe fully appreciate or like tell your story or like work through it. Yes, I definitely feel. And I think also the whole Me Too movement is changing. And originally I was I was very angry because if you see my YouTube channel, it's very raunchy and very dirty and probably a lot of things. Now I've actually taken a few videos down okay. because I'm like. This, uh, even though I've made this with, you know, I'm friends with trans people mm-hmm. like these, this is not just making fun of like, it's, it's a different not, climate now. It's, it's not yeah. talking about drag Queens. It is also talking about trans people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think this is too toxic. Yeah. So I have self policed myself. And at first I was very angry, but then I felt, um, and then I, cause you feel like, oh, I can only talk about this. Cause there is a world where people are like, you can't joke about this. You can't joke about this. And now I'm just like, how can I retell those jokes mm. where the audience will still laugh. Cause people are like, but I still want to joke about this. And I'm like, but guess what? 
if you told that joke 10 years ago, people might laugh. But if you tell that joke now, the way the climate is, no one is going to laugh. Right. Mm-hmm. So why do you want to tell a joke that no one's going to laugh at? That's a little bit of my mentality with it is like, go ahead and just suffer the consequences. Yeah. yeah. Try yeah. it and like see what works. But that's the thing is work. you can win people over. I think Sarah Silverman is a true genius of doing horribly raunchy, dirty material but setting it up and and winning you over mm-hmm. with but, it. But even she looks back at some of her old material and says, "That's stuff I would never do again." Like like, there's certain things that she did ten years ago that she's like, "Climate's changed, comedy's changed." Well, I'm, we're in a yeah, very different yeah. place yeah. now, I think, with a lot of stuff. And I think the title turned eventually, where it's not as yeah. uh, hyper policed. Yeah, but. I'm a I'm a firm believer that nothing is necessarily off limits in comedy. Um, because I think if, if you say one thing's off limits, then, then there's a ton of things that are off limits. It's like, but it's all about how you tell the joke and who's telling the joke and the frame of what the joke is. And there's a lot of like things that have to be like toyed with and in the right place. I think if, if people aren't going to think it's funny, then don't do it. But I think that's, but that is the thing is open mics are where people try stuff out and that's where it's, I get scared because people are trying stuff out. And for me, even though that guy who did that material, I hate the idea of people being like, never tell jokes about any of that stuff again, because yeah. then you're not trying like so that, that you have to try the stuff out to see like, Oh, this didn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that there's some things that I, I see, um, within the comedy community that do like the reactionary thing that worries me. Like some, it's completely justified most of the time, but like if somebody's doing an open mic and they're trying a risky joke and it falls flat and it maybe is like a little insensitive, I think there are people that I've seen in the world who would like write that person off and like actually go and blast them on and try social and get media them banned from, from things. Yes. That's which, why I feel it's too much. I mean, I would say open up a dialogue possibly is the better thing. See what their intentions are, at least first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there and is lines. Them. There are things people... I, I have seen comedians where I'm like, you should be put in jail. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, I've... I, yeah, there, and I think there are some male comedians. Because, I mean, going up early, I would always have to... When I did a lot of open mics with where I was the only gay person... For the and when you're doing it for a lot of open mics, you're just doing it for other comedians. There's mm-hmm. no regular people in the audience. Mm-hmm. So to make all these white cis straight men laugh, I would always call myself a faggot, mm. and then they'd all be like, "Ah, oh, he's cool." That's what I thought. And then they'd all start <laughs> laughing at my jokes. And I he's trust cool me, faggot. I love the word faggot. Yeah. But I did realize I'm using that to let them feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I didn't like how it was putting myself down. Yeah, yeah. To make them feel comfortable, and I don't do that anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. But how fun would it be to test it out, like do a Hannah Gadsby kind of thing, where you are in an audience like that and you try it out to see if it works, and then you turn it on them like later in the set, where you're like, "I made you all feel comfortable by saying this," and you you were not a faggot. I'm. I'm a person. I'm a proud I'm homosexual. I'm a person. And then they're yeah. like, boo. I'm a, and I'm a mother of two. Ooh, <laughs> we liked you when you were a faggot. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we have a, um, a final little segment. Yeah. Oh, wanna, yes. That we would like to play with you if you'd like to be our guinea pig. Of course. If you said no, I would have been crushed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm done. <laughs> we just hear a slam door. I thought you liked being crushed. Oh, I love. Oh, yeah. Like people sitting on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like, like, a cr- like someone crushing on you. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that too. I would have had all of those things happen if you <laughs> yeah. would have said no. Um, so this is called This or That. 
And this is, we're just going to give you two options. We're not going to explain it at all. We're never going to give you any more info than the two things we said. Okay. And you just have to pick. Okay. A, a little bit of a lightning round, but you know, if you have to, if you have to think about it, we won't okay. like it, but we'll accept it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. Yeah. They'll start us off. All right, Jeff, this or that. Bedside tables or roadside assistance? Bedside tables. Okay. Rosé or Rose McGowan? Rosé. Vacation or staycation? Staycation. Pelicans, briefs, or the Pelican brief? Briefs. Mm-hmm. I thought that. Live, laugh, love signs or actually doing those things? Wait, say that again? I can't. <coughs> oh, sorry. That <coughs> made me cough. Live, laugh, love signs. Like Is that signs. one thing? Or actually doing those things. Okay. Maybe we'll reword that one. <laughs> we'll try that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you have you to, have answer, to this. answer it. Wait, I thought live, laugh, one. Li- live, I, I th- laugh, love signs. Like, you know, people have in their living room. It says like live, laugh, love. Oh, okay. Or actually doing those things. Oh, actually doing the, uh, actually doing those things. Okay. Sorry. I thought uh, <laughs> I'm done. We're supposed right, to not ahead. give any context. I know. We right. fucked up. Ibiza or Barcelona? <laughs> Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Barcelona. Tap dancers or big screen TVs? Anything that is not tap dancers. <laughs> going to the cinema or going to the theater? R-E. Ooh, I like both of them. I guess going to the cinema. Rooney Mara or camping? Oh, my God. Oh, that's like Sophie's... I don't... I hate both of them. We know. Oh. <laughs> um, sorry, I need to shit in a bathroom, Rooney Mara. <laughs> big hats or pancakes? Pancakes all the time. Sleepover games or the Hunger Games? Uh, sleep. Who would choose <laughs> Hunger Games? Sleepover games. An idiot. <laughs> Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. I'm old. Poo poo or pee pee. Pee pee. Bluffle or Yushi's? <laughs> Bluffle. Fleetwood Mac or Big Mac Attack? Um, I'll Fleetwood Mac. Wet popcorn or hot ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you could eat hot ice cream as soup, so hot ice cream. <laughs> Finishing a hike and staring out into the distance, wondering if this can't bring you joy, what can? Or working hard all day and not getting any acknowledgement from your boss and wondering why you even try at this job anymore and wondering if college was worth it and if you should just quit and start bartending. Because I, I hate hiking, I'm still going to have to pick the second one. Okay. Puppies or kittens? Oh, puppies. And that was this or that. Yes. <laughs> Our very first edition of that. We've learned some things about that, yeah, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And about this. We learned some things about... We learned some things about each other. And that as well. I hope the audience learned some things about us and themselves. Um, yeah, this well, this was a great... This was our first... You were our guinea pig. And I have to say, you were a wonderful guinea pig. Yeah. Uh, keep this um, guinea pig away from uh, Richard Gere. Yeah, because he'll put it in his butt. It's <laughs> yeah. a rumor, alleged. So we want to... That was um, a hamster. Um, a guinea pig is way too big. That's right. A hamster. That's right. Obviously, you have not stretched your anus out big enough. <laughs> Power bottom Nick over here. Power bottom Nick over here. <laughs> um, so, Jeff, is there anything that you would like to plug? We have... Uh, Sienna to Enema, your YouTube channel. Um, when does this come out? Tomorrow. This, this is tomorrow. <laughs> does it come out tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Oh, if you live in LA, come to Foo Bar Friday night. I am doing stand up. Oh, yay. And yeah, then, yeah. other than that, every, and then the week after that, I'm at the Pack Theater uh, doing uh, jokes about current events at Stacey Roomaker's. Um, the nightcap mm-hmm. and then uh, also please subscribe to wow presents plus watch yes. all of the videos I edited because miss cracker 
Um, she's the first season 10 queen to get her own show. Oh. And it's called uh, Jutorials. Oh, good. Jutorials from a Jew. Where oh, she yay. just goes in. The whole first four episodes are all just going to be about, be about wig management. Oh, so if, you're, if you're interested in doing drag, she has the hot tea. Is it fun? Oh, like, like, what's the vibe of it? Is she like good, like giving comedy and stuff? Oh yeah, she's giving she's comedy, fun, fun. but but it really is. She's really is teaching she's you teaching, how yeah. to <gasps> find a wig, style the wig. Like, get it cheap. And, now, if that yeah. isn't worth the WoW Presents membership, uh, the uh, price it's, of a cup of coffee. Yeah, $3.99. There that's, you go, guys. That's one kombucha, guys. Yeah. Um, great, fantastic. Well, for, as always, follow us at How Is She Though Pod, T H O P O D. And you, you guys, emails. We love emails. That's still nothing. That's still a thing. <laughs> and also, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, you know, we love that. And share it with your friends. That's let right. You, let, let your sisters, your mothers, your grandmothers, your, your great grandmothers, your misters, your mams, your your bottoms and your tops, your your subs clicks and, and your, your clocks, your subs and your doms, your uh, your neighbor who gets really weirdly aggressive with you when you park in front of his house, <laughs> like specifically him, and that grocery clerk Larry that you see every time you go to the grocery store a little later. He works like the night shift. Yeah, he definitely needs something to listen to at the yeah. night shift. So. He wakes up and goes to a buffet in the morning and. It'd be nice to have some, you know, motivation in his life, you know? Yeah, and I think uh, this podcast can give that to him. I think so, too. So share it with all of them. Here's to Larry. Also, hi, New Zealand. Hi, New Zealand. Um, and until next time, bye-bye. How is she, though? How is she, though? Working like a chicken, like a best friend, Ray. Send me home. Send me home. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.